Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly dialogue that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at thedispassionateobserver.com. That's T-H-E-D-I-S-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-T-E-O-B-S-E-R-V-E-R.com. Today's topic is entitlement. Z, we've been talking for the last few weeks, and this issue has come up over and over again. Talk to us about entitlement. Why is this such an important topic right now? I've been working a lot with people in the last few months and years, and I begin to notice that people choose their own suffering. They've chosen a path of pain and discomfort. They've chosen to basically uh, live a life that is unrecognizable uh, from the life in which they narrate. The life they actually live is wrought with pitfalls that they have introduced into their own life. And what I mean by that, that sense that you are entitled or that you have a right to something simply by birth, it has been normalized in our society. We hear these memes all the time. I have a right to this. I'm entitled to that. These things should work out the way I want them to just because they should. And that very way of framing one's reality will introduce a tremendous amount of suffrage. So entitlement is a sense that the world owes us something, that we deserve certain outcomes or we expect other people to treat us in certain ways. Where do you think that comes from? That entitlement is something that is passed on like a cold or flu. We have uh, subtle narratives that are produced um, early on in our, our, our socialization. What is fair play? Is this fair? That's not fair. Um, you're the best one. You deserve all of this. You see now that people have elaborate birthday parties for one-year-olds and they deserve that. They're entitled to it. They have a right to it. Um, so what other message could you get from that? Then you watch as that malignancy grows and matures with our own development. We have the idea that we have inalienable rights bestowed upon us by somebody in the past and reinforced by no one. So when we don't get those rights or those entitlements, uh, we feel slighted. We feel as if we were something was stolen from us. And it infects us on a, a macro and a micro level. On the micro level, it's just walking around feeling slighted because your coffee wasn't just right at the, uh, at the co- local coffee shop or that you were treated rudely by a, a teller or something like that who may have not noticed you. And because you weren't noticed, you feel slighted because you have a right to be noticed. Again, entitlement is that one-sided contract. We decide how the world should work and we expect others to fall in line. Yet no one else agrees to our terms. Entitlement is a form of insanity, an attempt to force the world to respect our notions of justice and fairness. You mentioned something interesting, which is a lot of our conditioning when we're growing up through birthday parties, through affirmations, creates a sense of entitlement. Let's explore this a little bit more. 
I think that in today's environment, if you look at the political sphere, politicians use entitlement to gain support. So they spread a message uh, such as, you deserve equal treatment, uh, you deserve access to affordable housing, you deserve to have a good job to be able to take care of your family. And of course, it's an easy message to listen to. Who doesn't want to sit back and think, wow, I deserve all these things, I should be able to get something in exchange for nothing. But Z, your view is different. Your view is that we're actually not entitled to any of this. We're not deserving of this because there's no contract in place. It's just a story that we've invented. Can you talk a bit more about how a lot of the discussions in the political sphere and our society reinforce this sense of entitlement and maybe why that's wrong or what is the flaw in that logic? I would say the politicians and people of that class of society, that that psychological class of sociopaths and psychopaths, they understand the workings of the common person. They know that if they tell the common person, you deserve something just because you're standing here, uh, you have a right to something just because you are, that that will get them a positive push towards whatever their goals are, be it to be elected in office or to be enriched. So I don't think it's really important to talk much about politics. We know that there's a class of people that find advantage and gain advantage from the ignorance of the masses. What I'm more concerned with is the person who's working on themselves and they find themselves overwhelmed with stress, with anxiety, with rage, with anger, with disappointment, um, with sadness, and so on, all because they feel that they have lost something or something was taken from them or something wasn't presented to them that they deserve. Uh, entitlement, we see the rise of road rage, for example. People angered at other drivers for not giving them the right of way or uh, their respect in traffic that leads to violent encounters. Uh, this is a natural outgrowth of entitlement. Another natural outgrowth of entitlement is chronic depression. Every day you look at what you don't have, what you didn't get, what wasn't presented to you. People are disappointed with their jobs. They're disappointed with the place they live. They're disappointed with their city. All things they chose uh, to be a part of because it didn't quite go the way that they wanted. It wasn't quite like their first birthday party. It wasn't quite like all these other accolades that were um, bestowed upon them for simply being them. I believe we were entitled to nothing. The Vedas say that we are entitled to nothing, not even the fruits of our own labor. And that may seem like a very harsh statement. Yet if you consider it, if you meditate on that, imagine if you walked around in life completely rejecting all sense of entitlement. So when someone, you come upon someone who's courteous to you, you feel very grateful for that. You feel honored by it. How would you treat other people if you felt that no one owed you anything? How different would the political and social and cultural landscape be if no one felt they were owed something simply because they are? Instead of us 
angered at the infringement upon our rights, we would be more inclined to look at the value of personal responsibility. That in itself begins a deconstructing of the, the toxic web of entitlement. Simply acknowledging every one of us needs to go out and do our best, go with reverence, go with gratitude, and live your life. You have a job. It may not be everything you want it to be, but the operative phrase is, it's your job. Do the best you can do. And when you don't want to do that anymore, look for something else to do. But no one owes you that, nor do they owe you the happiness associated with it. You can look at relationship dynamics. You're not entitled to your partner responding, behaving, or treating you a certain way. You are responsible for how you feel, how you act, and what you want, and what you're willing to offer. By knowing that, that takes the weight off of other people in your life. That takes the stress out of your life because you're not pointing the finger outward. In social issues, um, people feel they are, they were, some rights were taken away or not given. But how did you gain those rights? Did you fight for them? Did you work for them? Did you suffer for them? Did you gain and lose for them? No, none of that. Simply a statement of rights, but no responsibility. So I would encourage people to think more about what is my responsibility as opposed to what is my right. Z, one of the reasons it's challenging for people to drop entitlement is that it's correlated with a sense of being special. We talked about this first birthday party example where we're the center of attention. Our parents are there. Our loved ones are there. Everyone's hanging on everything we say and everything we do. And naturally, we want to keep that feeling going in our lives. And we want to think of ourselves as being unique and being special and meriting treatment that other people don't get. What would your response be to someone who says, I need to be special? Or in other words, is it okay not to be special? And is it, in fact, liberating not to be special? I would say wake up. There are 7 billion people, 10 different stories. We're not that interesting. You are very, very special to a limited number of people with a limited time on this earth. Your mother, your father, uh, direct relatives, um, they hold you special as they hold themselves. As we move into the broader world, we're part of the masses. There's something very wonderful about letting go of this idea that you're unique, you're special, you're, uh, you have different needs than others, and you'll find that you have more in common. You'll find uh, it's easier to connect with communities of people, easier to make friends, easier to do business when you see that we are part of the common special humanity. Um, it is very liberating to let that go. For a person who feels they have an overwhelming need to be special, they definitely need to work on themselves. They need to work on letting go of this idea that they are separate, that they are anomalous. And when you let go of those ideas, it is very liberating, very freeing. It allows you to surrender and be a part of the dynamic harmony of life. Entitlement in itself creates a number of diseases. Anxiety, uh, the mental health diseases, 
all the physical diseases that follow those mental health diseases. By simply rejecting it, practicing, uh, developing a new narrative of the self, I am entitled to nothing. I have a right to nothing. Imagine if you practice that. It sounds uh, very challenging right now, even harsh. But imagine if you felt that you had a right to nothing, that you had, you were entitled to nothing. How would you, differently would you behave and treat people? How would you interact with people who are in the position of serving you day in and day out if you felt that you did not have an entitlement to their respect? And when they did show respect for you, how much sweeter that would be. When you deal with people in your business life, when you know that everyone is there for a particular individual benefit, then you would not have unrealistic expectations of those people at work and the people you're doing business with. When you go to the doctor and you go to the hospital and you say, why didn't the doctor uh, check on all of these variables of my health that I would like them to check on? Well, you're not entitled to that. But what you what you can do is be well informed when you go to the doctor, ask the right questions, and learn to seek a second or third opinion. Uh, do your own research, your own study. Find out what's going on with you so that when you present to this specialist, they will have a clear idea of what you want and they're not guessing. They're not imagining uh, what's going on in your head and you're not imagining that they can read your mind. When you deal with your friends and beloveds, don't assume that they are going to be attracted to you or care about you just because you are. Then maybe you would put in a little effort to be a better human being. Um, just to, just try that. I, I would challenge people to simply try and begin in a very small way of rejecting all sense of entitlement, all sense of having rights. For those uh, people who are marginalized socially, a lot of the anger is expended on, I'm not getting my human rights that are entitled to me by the upper echelon of society. They don't respect my right. They don't know you exist. How can they even respect something they don't know exists? They're not aware of your life. You're aware of your life. So focus on the things that you have sway over, not what you have no sway over. And you immediately, you can, I, I guarantee you, you will immediately see the effects of entitlement begin to peel away. The burden, the weight, it begins to literally melt off of you like hot candle wax, just dripping away from you. You become lighter, more liberated. It's very freeing, very, as you said, then liberating to reject entitlement. You've done a good job laying out the benefits of rejecting entitlement. We've talked about gratitude. We've talked about being able to flow through life more easily, deal with people better, affect better outcomes, for example, with our health, if we're going to see a physician. Let's talk about the other side the cost of entitlement. You touched a little bit on this when you mentioned anxiety. 
I know in our discussions, we've covered some of the mental problems that stem from entitlement, the physical problems, the relationship problems. Maybe you could lay out each of those categories and go into some detail and really help people understand the corrosive effect that entitlement has across every single aspect of their lives. As you were speaking, Van, I think of entitlement from a a societal perspective. We feel we're entitled to clean streets, yet we reject the idea of paying taxes for that. So in societies where they expect or they have made an agreement that they want clean streets, well-flowing traffic, the people have given up many of their personal rights in order to have certain conveniences. Because with every right comes a responsibility. And those responsibilities can be somewhat burdensome. You have a right to have children, but now you have a responsibility for their care and upbringing. That's not so fun. You have a right to speak your mind, but you now are responsible for the effects of that speech, whether you're socially ostracized or rejected. So some people choose not to exact upon that right for fear of the responsibility associated with it. So oftentimes in Western culture, uh, in contemporary times, we rail against the idea of socialism. What we understand is that people traded one thing for another. I would trade fresh water, good schools, and all that for so many, so many rights. I'll sacrifice gunplay to live in a society that doesn't have a lot of guns. So they give up their rights to gun in exchange for not having responsibility for guns. So if we start to understand that from a broad social view, we can bring it down to the uh, individual level. For every entitlement you feel that you is bestowed upon you, there is a subtle responsibility. And that responsibility is very burdensome. By unladen yourself from entitlement, you know, now you don't have that extra weight. You become lighter, freer. It costs a lot to, ima- to continue to imagine yourself and be in the illusion of uh, these, this volume of rights you have. Uh, think about every right coming with a responsibility. Imagine how you would think about life then. If all of a sudden you said, I, I am entitled to drinking all the big gulps at the Quickie Mart. Yet I am also responsible for my diabetic care. How different, what dif- how different would you act? What decisions would you make? I have an entitlement to yell at anybody I want, but I'm responsible for my own bulletproof vest. Imagine that. We would change overnight just simply being aware of the cost of entitlement. The way you lay it out, it sounds like entitlement comes from a one-sided contract. You believe that you can do a certain thing, you can behave in a certain way, and everyone else has to fall in line. The the entire world has to follow the set of rules that you've come up uh, with, but no one else has actually agreed to this. And see, it sounds like you're saying that the cost of entitlement is we're not recognizing the other side of that contract. We're not recognizing the obligations or the responsibilities 
that come with whatever we're entitled to. Could you say a little more about that? Entitlement is worse than a payday loan. The hapless person is broke towards the weekend and goes gets the payday loan and realizes that the loan has 500% interest rate compounded weekly. That's entitlement. Everything you feel entitled to has a tremendous burden associated with you. So one must reject it. And we think about our lives as simply gifts. Everybody in your life is a gift. Everything that you have is something that is uh, can be easily taken away. Your friends, your family, your children, uh, all that can be gone literally in a heartbeat. Be aware of that and know that you are not entitled to their company or their time. And once you know that, you begin to, again, treat people a different way. You begin to look at life a different way. You begin to breathe a different way. You cherish your health. You guard your resources in a holistic way, meaning your energetic resources. You're not entitled to more time on this earth. You're, no one is. So by knowing that, how do we treat people from day to day? How do you treat yourself? Entitlement, as you said, is a, is a unresolved contract. I would take it a step further and say it's one of those contracts with a lot of fine print that you forgot to read. And when that contract is due, you will surely be disappointed at the end of that contract. Nothing good about entitlement. There is nothing good about entitlement. And if we're able to reject entitlement and really embrace this notion that we have no right to our time on this earth, to the company of others, it seems that that would force us to be more present and more grateful and really improve our experience. It would force us to be in the moment, to take stock of what we have, to just adopt a sense of wonder and gratitude that we have this time and we have this ability uh, to live and survive and evolve and be on this planet. If we step back and think about where we are in time and space and the fact that we exist, as far as we know it, alone in this vast universe, there's a poignancy to that and just an awareness of that poignancy changes our perspective and changes our experience it does Ben um, as I'm listening to you I think about those things in life that cause the sentiments to rise that cause your heart to swell the wonderful people in your life that share experiences. We're not entitled to any of them. We will live long enough to say goodbye to people we love. And they will live long enough to say goodbye to us. But between now and then, being in a state of gratitude extends the moment. If it extends the moment, then we know that entitlement robs us of time. When I listen to people who have a deep sense of entitlement you see how much time they're wasting 
something they will never get back. The time they're wasting in anger, the time they're wasting in trying to harvest a debt that is not theirs to collect. So much time is wasted. And inversely, by rejecting entitlement, we have so much more time. So much more time to be happy. So much more time to steward our health into a place that we want it to be. We don't assume that things will happen simply because we are. We don't look at parents and caregivers as if they have an intrinsic responsibility or an innate responsibility to our well-being. We look at our parents as they age and we realize we were never entitled to them, that they did their best. And we are fortunate enough to reach a point in our life where we can acknowledge that. Friends, wonderful friends we have. We're not entitled to them. They are truly gifts, blessings, if you could say. And so the more that we carry this mantra of I'm not entitled, the more gratitude. Every time we say I am not entitled to, we are saying I am grateful for. I am grateful for. It is well known by anyone who has had those difficult times with great suffering, how unentitled we are to happiness. So that when we do find it, we, we relish it, we dwell in it, we lose ourselves in it. You sold me, Z. <laughs> this conversation, I feel like I'm not entitled to entitlement. That's the bottom line. And you've talked about some useful tools. I really like the idea to keep this mantra in mind, which is we are not entitled to anything, full stop. Let's start with that. Doing that makes us more grateful. The more grateful we are, the more we reject entitlement, the more we enjoy life. What other tools and tips do you have for people who are ready to step out of this narrative of entitlement? Whenever you find yourself congested in the heart, psychologically, emotionally, socially. Remember that. Take a breath. Say, I am not entitled. When you find yourself in conflict with another, and there seems nowhere to turn, there actually is. Oftentimes a conflict is about a confrontation, about a winner or loser, about who's right or who's wrong. What if you were not entitled to being right? You weren't entitled to winning. How differently you can approach that situation and find peace. For it is serenity and peace that allows us to extend our life. So the exercise is a simple exercise. I'm not entitled to fill in the blank. I'm not entitled to being understood. I'm not entitled to my opinion being uh, sacred. I'm not entitled to courtesy. I am not entitled to compassion or kindness. Knowing that when you do receive those things, that you treat them as if they were the greatest jewels of life. You will find immediate healing of a myriad of problems in your life by mindfully, consciously, and with tenacious effort saying, 
I am not entitled to. And Z, how about humility as an antidote to entitlement? A sense that we don't know what all the rules are. We don't necessarily know how to get what we want. And instead of demanding certain outcomes, start paying attention to the world. Start paying attention to how things actually work. And once we build that knowledge, use that knowledge to get what we want. Instead of expecting that someone is just going to hand it to us. Again, you hit it right on target. Humility. Humility and the exercises of being humble is a rejection of entitlement. When you are when you are humble, you are less aggressive. You are content. You don't feel slighted. You are agreeable. All those are benefits to your life. None of those take away. To humble yourself, you need less. Your footprint is a lower footprint. Your impact is a lesser impact. Your goings and comings are much more elegant. So definitely practices of humility of all kinds can accelerate the alchemy of self um, to the place where you have rejected the your connection to entitlement, the effects of entitlement, the storms of entitlement that bring forth. You can change the atmosphere of the self. Entitlement brings with it nothing but suffering. When you look at entitled cultures, the people tend to suffer from depression to a greater percent per capita. There are more people clinically depressed in Malibu than in Dhaka, Bangladesh, all because we feel entitled to more, to more stimulus, to more comfort, to more of everything. We feel that we should have it because we are. Thus with it comes all the suffering. People let themselves go in relationships because they feel entitled to companionship. But in turn, it hurts the companion. People feel entitled to not working on themselves. They feel entitled to letting their mental state go, their emotional state go, so they no longer can support one another. But they feel that you must love me. I'm entitled to your love and affection because I am. The more we reject entitlement, the more we work on ourselves. The more we work on ourselves as an individuals, the more we invite collective harmony of a community in. The healthier that individual, the healthier the community, the healthier the community, the healthier the world. As we move through our life day to day and now with densely populated areas, imagine if people didn't feel entitled to the consideration of others, how much more considerate we would be. Today we've talked about entitlement, the causes of entitlement, the toll that it takes in terms of our mental state, and ways that we can reject the entitlement narrative and really free ourselves of unfounded expectations. Join us at the DPO. We can show you how to opt out of entitlement. By surrendering entitlement, you gain liberation. 
If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Every five-star review allows us to share more unique and insightful content. Learn more at thedispassionateobserver.com. Thanks for listening, and please tune in again next week. Peace.